Welcome to Shit You Don't Want to Talk About. Before listening to today's episode, please be advised some content may include discussion around topics that are difficult to hear, especially for children under the age of 13. We want to encourage you to care for yourself, security, and well-being. Resources of each episode will be listed in the episode description and on the website shittotalkabout.com. Hey, Tammy. Thank you for joining Shit You Don't Want to Talk About. Please introduce yourself and what is some shit you normally wouldn't want to talk about that you do want to talk about today? Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me, uh, first of all. Uh, My name is Tammy Vaughn. I'm based in Georgia. I'm the founder and CEO of It Takes a Village, LLC, where my goal is to be your holistic health and wellness journey partner. So along in my holistic health and wellness journey, um, the shit that I want to talk about is my 40 plus, yes, I am 51. Yeah, I'm 51, but my 40, <laughs> my 40 plus year battle with trichotillomania, a compulsive hair pulling disease or condition. I won't say disease, condition. So that's the shit I want to talk about. I want to talk about trike as it's often called or referred to in the uh, trike or healthcare community. I know that when we had our intro call, I couldn't pronounce it. I keep trying to pronounce it. And so I appreciate that it does have, you know, a shorter term. And I guess that's, that's just something, at least for myself, that's so unimaginable because I haven't known anyone that has dealt with it. So you said it's, the impulse to pull yeah, your hair? Yeah, yeah. It's um just an uncontrollable impulse to pluck. Pluck. Some people oh, wow. do the hair. Now my hair is it's uh shaved because that's my preference. I like this clean look. Um a big contrast from the waist length dreadlocks that I once had. But hey, I like it. I'm rolling with it. Oh wow. Well, well some, you know, <laughs> pluck their hair. Some, uh, there are some that even pluck skin, actually. Uh, I can't delve too much oh, into wow. that because I haven't experienced and I don't know anyone who has. But most of them is hair, eyebrows, eyelashes. Um, yeah. And my things were, you know, my lashes and my brows. Um, as I shared previously, my first uh, encounter, so to speak, uh, was coming home, finding my mom, you know, in a pool of blood on the floor. Um, she actually had had a miscarriage at the time. I didn't know what it was. I just know that the ambulance took her away. I'm in like second grade, right? A long time ago, but that was the first instance. Um, cause I, the next morning, my grandmother, um, she looked at my face. She was like, what's, what's going on with you? What's, what's wrong with your face? I'm like, what do you mean? And I looked in the mirror, my lashes were gone, my eyebrows were gone, and the hair around my edges was gone. Um, yeah, yeah, traumatic, very, very traumatic. I couldn't explain, you know, what happened. I just know I woke up and boom, that was it, right? Um, I remember looking in the bed, like, what happened to it? And it wasn't there, I didn't see where it was just hair everywhere. So, um, that, like I said, that was the first episode, but over the years, um, I continuously, you know, would pluck my lashes or, or, and eyebrows, years, decades, right? Um, in elementary school, you know, it was noticeable. Most people didn't say anything, but there were a few, you know, kids can be cruel, you know, called me bald face, mm-hmm. something's wrong with me, but I just would 
you know, mm-hmm. just just laugh it off, just run it off, you know, being that little happy-go-lucky kid that just like to play, you know, play in the woods, play sports. You are so chill. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, that's how, you know, childhood was. The teen years got a bit rough. You know, I got into sports, so uh, basketball, uh, track, and even band. Again, no one made a big deal of it because at this age, at that age, I could actually draw on, you know, my uh, eyebrows and, you know, I wore shades a lot. It's like I was either in class, on the court, on the track, or I had shades on. I Just hiding it. Not only hiding that, but hiding, you know, what I was doing and, and then the shame and guilt, you know, from that. That, uh, it, it tortured me for years. You know, because it's something that I wanted to stop, but for the life of me, I could not stop. Um, Tried all kinds of things, sitting on my hands, sleeping on my hands, sleeping with my hands folded on my chest, uh, wearing a mask, uh, putting a a bandana around my eyes. You name it, I I tried so many different things. Didn't talk to a therapist because there's that stigma, South Georgia, where I was, you know. And, and first of all, I wouldn't admit that there was something wrong or that I was doing anything. That guilt. I was yeah, just about guilt, to ask, like, how, yeah. How, yeah. yeah, how do you even figure, how, how did you figure out what it was um, or that it yeah. was something? Or did was it always, like, just you? Did it feel like it was just it you? It really did. It felt as though I was just all alone in the world just doing this thing that I couldn't stop, mm. even though I wanted to stop. Um, there were a few people that, you know, I shared it with, you know, mostly the ones that I was romantically involved with, you know, like maybe you can help me stop doing this, but it's not something that anyone could help me with. I had to, you know, help myself there. Um, but yeah, like I said, 40 plus years of of doing that and hiding it and no one really sat down and said, Hey, what's going on with your face? What's going on with your, with your eyes? You know, and did your grandma ever say anything again? No, no she didn't. None, none of them mm. really did. Um, actually, in in my teens, some of my relatives would, you know, I'd hear them talk, you know, uh, like Tammy, Tammy Puller, eyebrows, eyelashes. It wasn't a, a why or what's causing it. It was just okay. This is what she's doing. Why is she doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then what? what caught like what how did that really affect your relationships especially when you were asking them for help um it it made me realize that it's not something that someone could help me with you know if if someone saw me do it and i was so discreet i could be so slick i could be right next to you and you not know what i'm doing while my back is turned Mm -hmm. or even facing you with my head tucked under your shoulder you know you i i was so discreet about it but at the same time asking for help right um, yeah, it didn't have a negative impact on my relationships. It just helped me see that it's something I have to do myself. I have to figure this out myself. I know that there's therapy, there's even medication for some people, but, you know, I, I didn't take that route. I came, uh, my healing came about as I, you know, was doing self-work. Um, and even in the midst of developing a program that I use Camping for Clarity, because that's kind of what my condition is kind of what spurred that program during my camping experiences, you know, tapping into nature, grounding, uh, meditation, uh, moon bathing, sun bathing, uh, just hammocking, 
You know, I like what's going on? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? You want to stop? Why won't you stop? What's going on? And I kept going back to that little girl that was crying that saw her mother in that blood. I'm like, okay, I have to go to where the trauma started to heal that little girl. And then I can work on Tammy now. And, and that's what I did. You know, I talked to my little self, my, my inner self, my second grade self. Just, I'm my protector, you know. Uh, I'm responsible for my health, my wellness. And Tammy's not going to do anything that Tammy doesn't want to do. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. Just healing that little girl, showing that little girl that she's safe. She's protected, you know, and even though my mother has, has and my mother both have actually transitioned uh, to the other side of time, um, I, I'm good. I'm good. And that little girl is good. She's so safe and, and content now. She's just playing. <laughs> She's just playing, enjoying life and being a, a little girl. I love that. That is something that uh, my therapist and I have been diligently working on for myself of, I had, um, solitary confinement from the age of two to the age mm. of eight. The majority of that yeah. time I was locked away yeah. in my room and going, I remember the first time somebody talked about, um, there was a dating coach, but also just like human de mm -hmm. development coach named Matthew Hussey. He had mm -hmm. a retreat. And he talked us through like visualizations yeah. of uh, like going back and to that yeah. child and, and, you know, actually being there for them. And for me, it was like just being in the room with me and realizing it's not my fault that I was locked away and that it's still a struggle yet. It's still so healing. Yeah. So that is that is definitely something that I think is it's very powerful. And I know for myself, it's been through like self-development courses or therapy that I found my path mm -hmm. there. And you said that you found it when working on developing your yeah. program and for yourself. And how was it like journaling or talking to yourself or how did you really start? forming that relationship with the childhood you? All of the above, you know, writing letters, uh, journaling, having conversations with myself. And just, you know, just sometimes when I'm just in the hammock, I'll just close my eyes and just visualize a, a time in my life. Um, like, what made you, what prompted you to, to do the plucking action? What, what was it? Sometimes anxiety, sometimes anger. Uh, sometimes depression, uh, boredom, a lot of boredom. It's just determining when, oh. what, what are those triggers? What were those triggers? Or what were those perfect storm scenarios where I just had the perfect opportunity to just go in and just take them all? Just take one. Ah, okay, take two. Oh, wow. Then two became 20. And then nothing but eyelid, you know, those kind of scenarios. Okay, what were you feeling then? Okay, and what action would you take now? Would you make now? And that's just knowing the when and, and, and the why. And that's what helped me stop the behavior. I think that's what a lot of, I feel like that's what a lot of people get out of when they go to therapy is because it's somebody helped guiding them to those questions that you asked yourself. 
I am very curious about your uh, the work you do and your business as well, because I think a lot of people don't talk about how healing outside can be. And uh, during our intro call, y'all, uh, we talked about it. I told Tammy that she has to do like the camping stuff, come up here to Colorado, because I'm like, sign me up, I'd be there. Um, but like, how did you, something led you to the path of working on doing that and then you started working on yourself. So how did you get onto the path of working on creating your business? Believe it or not, it, divine intervention. You know, I'm one of those light sleepers, and it is not unusual for me to wake up with some type of idea, some type of thought, some concept that I need to just massage further. Um, but in, in my sleep, you know, through my studies, you know, I'm a, I'm a corporate leader. I've been in corporate America for 20 some odd years. So, well, for 15 some odd years um, as man, corporate, corporate America management. Let me clarify that. Um, and just a lot of self-development, my, my school training, my minister training, because I am a licensed minister. So all of that uh, just, just came together. And it's like a perfect storm. My undergrad degree was in technical communications. So writing, science writing, photography. I mean, just every nugget that I have acquired over the years, it just became a pot of greatness. And it was just a matter of me just putting it together in a logical manner testing and then running with it so I was my first test subject actually like being in nature what what do you get from that um, you know what what do you observe in nature that you can apply to your life I love the trees I love the trees especially the scarred trees the what some would consider the ugly trees because just looking at that tree you know how the diameter of that tree, you know, it lets you know how long it's been around. It gives you some idea, right? Mm -hmm. Decades. It takes a while for a tree to grow. And just imagine what this tree goes through. There's a particular tree at the lake where I like to frequent camping that is at almost uh, a 45 to 65 degree angle over the water. Roots exposed, yet it's just hanging on. Looking at that tree, it's like... With a solid foundation, I can handle anything. My foundations, my, my faith, my trust in myself and my support system. I've got this, whatever this is. And that's what I, I want people to, to understand as they connect with nature. And then there's the eight pillars of support workshop that I've developed and going through that with, you know, each person where they assess those eight pillars in their life and determine what are those things that they need to do more of, less of, or stop doing to improve their quality of life. That exercise is uh, it's the most rewarding because you see people's, you know, you see the epiphanies start to form. You see the lights come on like, ah, oh. yeah, you know, I'm like, no, no, tell me, <laughs> speak, talk. I'm here to journey with you. Tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling right now. Okay, so what's next? What's next for you? Okay, like when? When? All right. So mm -hmm. that's what we do. We, we, you know, determine those things that need to change um, and then set goals. And then I follow up with them monthly to see how they're doing. So that's the Camping for Clarity Weekend Retreat. Yeah. That's very cool. And I'm, 
I'm curious in the fact of you mentioned that this never affected your relationships, like uh, with a you said call it trek. Trike. Think think trike think tricycle trike. minus a sickle. Okay. <laughs> trike. <laughs> well, not tricycle. Trike. I guess tricycle. But yeah, trike. <laughs> tricycle. Yeah. Trike. We call tricycles trikes. <laughs> exactly. So I got there it. Go. I follow. Yeah. Trike. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, that that didn't affect your your relationships in a negative way. I'm curious because you mentioned in in um, you know the camp for clarity that. It's about building those pillars of support and how, how did you end up finding that in the fact of, uh, it almost sounds like that could have been lacking or couldn't have, could have been there, but didn't feel like it was there. Is that, how did that help? That develop? as in the support system? Okay. Yeah. Um, it is, I'll say it's 75% me. Most people view me okay. as the strong one, the one that any and everyone okay. can come to. Tammy's got it all together. So for years, I wore that facade. I had my S, capital bold, highlighted, S on my chest. And then just being transparent and vulnerable, saying, hey, folks, or hey, Tammy, <laughs> what, what do you really have going on, superwoman? What do you really have going on? Well, why are you doing this? Let's look at it. Let's look at it. What's going on? Like I said, it, it would get back to those traumas, those those triggers, those things that, you know, were like the gateway to me just going to my face. Mm -hmm. Why, when you get bored, do you do that? But you want to stop that. Okay. Well, why, when you're angry or anxious or depressed, do you, you know, take that course of action? What other course of action can you take? So meditation's been, it was phenomenal. You know, meditating is a great way uh, to get through. Um, How do you start meditating? I know that might be a weird question. It's been on yeah, the docket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, um, I'm not sure when this episode will go live, listeners, but this last mm -hmm. weekend, I actually went to the ER mm -hmm. and found out that I have Crohn's hyperventilation huh. syndrome huh. and what that means is when i i hyperventilate without meaning mm -hmm. to uh it causes um and this is not the medical terminology this is my understanding of it uh it changes the acidity in your hmm. body and it'll take a few days for that acidity to get yeah. out but during that time, it can cause like tingly fingers mm. and it caused my face to be mm. tingly. It caused my body to be very mm -hmm. weak. And it also caused me to have a hard time breathing, but not like asthmatic. Yeah. It was just very like yeah. difficult. Yeah. And I ask about the meditation because it's something I've always been interested mm -hmm. in, but almost scared of myself or scared I'm going to fall asleep. I think a lot of it has to do more with the sleep side of it. And that's something that I've heard from so many people that they get so much benefit out of mm -hmm. meditation. And I loved how you shared that meditation is helped you through finding your own mm -hmm. journey, which is like the opposite mm -hmm. of mine. I had to go outward to try to figure out mm -hmm. inward and you were able to go inward to figure out inward. And 
I'm curious, like, how would you suggest to people to get started on meditation and the benefits that you've gotten out of it? So meditation, it, there's some misconceptions about meditation, right? Uh, it, some people feel it's in a full lotus, you know, fingers touching, om chanting. There, there are different ways to meditate. Yeah, different ways to meditate. For me, meditation um, is just sitting in a comfortable position with my eyes gently closed, just breathing, concentrating on my breathing. Exhale fully, inhale deeply, hold it, hold it some more, push it out. And All again, right. that's it. And again, five minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, the most I've gone is probably 35, 40 minutes. But, but yeah, just meditation. That's the key to my cool, just being able to meditate. Yeah, and uh, everybody on uh, list, our listeners now, um, Tammy and I had our first intro call, and uh, I was like, she is just so <laughs> chill. And, like, you, Tam, Tammy, your vibe is just so, like, welcoming. At the same time, it's like, cool like you're like I'm like you're just someone easy to talk to and that being said I I am curious of uh and for our listeners to hear too you mentioned that you have haven't really shared your story during the intro call we talked right. about you've never shared your story mm -hmm. before and she has done another recording so this is her second time sharing mm -hmm. her story um what uh, got you to this point where you're like, I want other people to know what I've been through. Taking the S off my chest, um, showing my vulnerability, because in, in sharing, you know, your weaknesses, you know, most people, I'm going to say most, a lot of people will see that things are not as bad for them as they thought, you know, um, and then just raising awareness to it, because this is some shit that people don't talk about, have have you ever heard anyone talk yeah. about trike? Um, yeah, just yeah. I'm just hoping that these types of conversations will create a safer space and place for those that suffer with, with trike um, so that they could get the support that they need, that they don't feel that they have to hide. Um, and to just, yeah. you know, be true to yourself. That's number one. For me, that was number one, being true to myself, being truthful with myself. And just facing it head on, the the why healing that little girl. That's where it started, healing that little girl, and then the rest just like clockwork. You know, not a day goes by that I don't comfort that little girl in some capacity or another. How do you do that? Like, what does that look like for you to comfort that little girl? When a behavior or, or even a memory comes up that uh, that could shake my mood one way or another. It's just knowing I'm in a safe space, a safe place, and that I have nothing to fear. And things that happened to me were not my fault. I am, uh, uh, you might have heard a little smirk of uh 
yesterday I went to a friend's house uh, to get my birth chart oh, reading, which is not something I've ever nice. done before. It was kind of fun. Um, and she wanted to start off with two minutes of silence. Mm. And it was very interesting in the fact that I was breathing in. I am safe and breathing out. I am mm. free. Because that is two things I have oh, have dealt with yeah. in myself is the hardship of I don't always feel mm-hmm. safe and I don't always feel free like things are my yeah. choice. Yeah. So I really like how you you talk about that and think remind yourself yeah. of that and tell yourself that. Um meditation is gonna be a new journey for yeah. me. Just start off with breathing. <laughs> I'm Just breathing. Breathe. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. What are some things that you may suggest to people for, uh, for support? Like not only those with trike, but those that um, know someone Mm. with trike, those with trike, again, being honest with yourself and, you know, it might take you journaling when you feel the urge to, to pull your hair, to pluck your hair. Uh, and not only mm-hmm. journal, but, you know, reflect on that. What what were you feeling at the mm-hmm. time? Where were you? How were you? Uh, is there a memory that triggered you to, you know, take that action? Just real, real self-assessment. Assessing yourself. <laughs> that's hard. It, 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 that's, that's hard. The work. That's the work. But the beauty on the other end yeah. is this is this, this liberation, this freedom. Like, okay, I got this. I got this. I got this. What is something you feel the difference? Like, if you were to describe somebody, what it felt like before you felt liberated and this mm-hmm. freedom, What? how would you compare that for it, someone? Uh, so, someone hiding. Hiding what they're doing. Um, you know, hiding their face. Not looking you eye to eye. Not uh, engaging with direct eye contact. Um, even... A perceived shyness um, that that's what I would see from someone and that's how I was like I said I was wearing shades all of the time hiding this thing hiding this ugly that that I was producing for myself because I just felt like it was so ugly it's just so ugly stop it but I, 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 I did not have the strength or the know-with-all to, to stop doing it until I just got grimy with myself <laughs> and, and did those self-assessments. Who, what, when, where, why, how? Okay. There's got to be another way to handle this. You're anxious. Okay. Breathe. Breathe. Is it something that you can do something about? <laughs> if it's not in your control, then no, nah, you can't do anything about it. So you're just going to have to change your perception. You know, Is this something you want to be a part of? Okay, if not, remove yourself. Just, just that easy. It's, it's really just that easy. Regardless, whether family, friend, or foe. Um, if it's something that is not uh, for me, it's not for me. Self-sacrifice is not always, a, it's not a cool thing. Because self-preservation yeah. is the cool thing. We have to do, <laughs> do what's best for us, which is not always good. It might not always feel good, but just put yeah. yourself first. Do what you have to do for your sanity, for your peace of mind. And I think that's something, and thank you for saying that, where uh, not just entrepreneurs, but many Mm -hmm. people 
it's it's that hustle mindset where we have to be go 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 and then you know the more overworked we are the more we brag about overworking and i feel like that's and you said that you're in corporate management and i'm like uh, at least when i was in the corporate world that is something that i'd be like yeah i work like 80 hour weeks and uh and that's something that i I wish I could go back and enjoy more of life when mm-hmm. I was there, but it's definitely something that did you used to, have you ever worked overworked like that? No, I it, even I'm in it, but my team is what's mm-hmm. referred to as an escalations team. We're the group that people reach out to when they need assistance with an it issue. So people relationships, that's my bread and butter. I have to be my best self in order to do what I was created to do. That's help people. So when I need to take time off, I take time off. And I encourage my staff to take time off. How, and I love that because I feel like I know that that was not the culture I <laughs> so I So I hear, so I hear. Um, but I mean, think about it. We, we're not, I mean, what we, we don't do the technological work. We're not into technology. It's people's in process. That's where we dwell. And our bread and butter is to make sure people are getting what they need. So that's being empathetic at times, uh, reaching out, connecting resources, uh, fostering collaboration, all that good, you know, (laughs) all that good stuff. Um, But when I'm not in a good place, and I tell my team, and I tell my peers, when I'm snooty, snappy, or untammy, that means I need to Unplug. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on Tammy. I I need to unplug. So they understand that. My my team, they'll say, you all right? You might need to take a day. You got a point. I'm done. I'll see y'all tomorrow. That's how it is. But I mean, I've been there 20 plus years. Or is it 25? Oh, wow. What, 96? Yeah, 96. So yeah, that's how long I've been there. Since 96. That is crazy. And, and it's mostly, you know, helping people. Because I started out as a mailroom clerk. <laughs> started out as a mailroom clerk. That is clerk. quite the journey. Yeah, and then, you know, um, this wonderful guy gave me an opportunity, you know, on help desk. I was green. Had just installed a sound card and a little compact 486 old school computer and a CD-ROM drive. And you can tell me I couldn't do this IT help desk thing after that. I'm conquering it. He's like, no, nah, you're not ready. But he eventually gave me a, an opportunity. Said, "Prove yourself within 90 days. You got this job." In 60 days, he said, "You got the job." So I haven't looked back since. That is yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> How would uh, now? I'm curious, just because you brought that up. Not even like the original like conversation about try, but so many of us have had to start on that job mm-hmm. at the bottom. You could yeah. say, like, you know, how how would you suggest or how did you even get the first opportunity or bring it up for the second opportunity to, to get further, to not be at, you know, in the mail room anymore? Well, um, you know, when I went into the company, the guy that hired me in the mail room, he, he knew what the deal was. He knew I wouldn't be there for long. I'm degreed. I, I took a huge pay cut because I was actually in another industry at the time. Oh, wow. I just wanted to get into another organization. I wanted to get into a corporate organization. 
you know, I was working with this other group. The money was decent. It was nice. But I just wanted something that's stable. I wanted to get into a corporation. So I figured, get me in. I'll look around, see what's going on, and see where I fit. Tried AP. That didn't work. They were like, no, Tammy. I actually interviewed for this help desk job three times. And was told, oh, wow. no, okay. no, denied, denied, denied. And the last one yeah. was pretty much just given to me. We see your drive. We see your initiative. Uh, we're going to give you a shot. So that's it. It just took a, a shot. Just, just, I tell my people our mantra, be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing to the best of your ability while you're here to do it. That's what I ask. And that's how I show up, you know, at, at work, um, period. And, and here, this is, that's how I show up, just doing the best I can while I'm here to do what I'm tasked to do. And it, it's held true, and I'm still there, so they like something. I love that. I love that. Well, and and to just, like, recap, um, because I, I, I feel like there's been a lot, you know, through your childhood and then dealing with this for 40 years, is there times where, like, having trike shows up still where you ever are have the urge or yeah um i would say yes the urge comes um the urge presents itself it's just my awareness that okay this is the urge all right what's going on how you feeling oh wow it's just like it's like a freeze frame it's like urge Think, think about I love it. that. Okay, what's going on? All right. Nah. Nah. Nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. That is a lot of emotional intelligence to be able yeah. to see that. 40 plus years. And and that, that hard, the hard part was being truthful with myself. Like when, why, how? And then just making that conscious decision. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I get that. It's self-awareness. Is self-awareness. there... Self-awareness is, can yes. be hard. And so worth it. That it is hard. It, it is, is hard, worth the hard but trip. so, so worth it. So worth it. And it's so rewarding to, like, know yourself. It is. Know yourself. Know yourself. It's rewarding. It's worth it. It's worth it. And that's, um, that is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast. And I, I'm going through like my own medical issues. And I love that with the guests that we have on the podcast, like I've had a reschedule, they've had a reschedule, you know, it's life. It's not like, you know, it's a one and done. Okay. Bye. It is like, I've had a, you know, let people know what's going on because First off, I'm still working through with a therapist and a psychiatrist for now Crohn's hyperventilation. And, you know, there's so many different things that we don't see on the outside that having that self-awareness, at least for myself, also makes it so that way I'm more open with talking to people about it and allows that vulnerability because I've I've tried to wear that S. And I've worked at those gazillion hours. Mm-hmm. And for myself, at least, it was very much based in my self-worth because I thought I wouldn't be worth it if I didn't mm. do that. And I've found 
that if I don't kill myself working, I actually show up better and I do way less and people notice more <laughs> that I'm doing a better job. And I'm like, wait, what? <sighs> yeah. Quality so. over quantity. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Very much mm -hmm. so. Well, good for you. Well, Tammy, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is there anything that you wanted to cover today that we didn't cover? Um, a couple things. A couple things. I, share. As, as I share it with you, Please I share. offer the Camping for Clarity retreats, and I also offer Camping with Tammy. That's just where you just show up with your clothes and your toothbrush if you want to bring your toothbrush, and we just camp. Everything's set up for you. Uh, we, we can cook there on the site. You, we may make a market run, but, I mean, everything's there. Just come to Georgia and, and camp. I, so far, uh, my longest-distance camper came in from New Jersey. A family of four. They came and spent the weekend with me uh, camping. And it was their first time camping. And they loved it. They loved it. Yeah, they loved it. That's they crazy for it. me. Um, yeah, and I have several repeat clients. They just love the experience. Uh, I'm camping, the number four, Clarity. Camping, numeral four, Clarity, on Facebook and Instagram. So you can check out the uh, my Facebook page, my Instagram page, see some of my camp setups and some of the things that happen there. A lot of fireplace or campfire conversations, as we call it. Great conversation. Great conversation. Talking or, or not. I'm just there as your journey partner. You know, making sure you're safe, comfortable, and enjoying your camping experience. That's my role with that. Uh, camping for clarity, that's work. That's work. But it's so worth it. You leave with clarity in some area or multiple areas of your life. And, you know, a go-forward plan to accomplish those things that you want to accomplish after digging up stuff on that retreat. Figuring out, ah, I need to cut this. You know, it's like edit it's like film editing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like film editing. Yeah, yes. cut, cut this. We don't right, need let's this. Splice it can this. Leave. Okay, all right. We got it. Let's go with mm -hmm. that. Okay, we're going to change this. That's camping for clarity. We're just splicing and slicing that's and combining cool. things that's for your the client's good. I'm also releasing my first book, Nature is My Healer, on <gasps> Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, Nature is My Healer. It's a book slash workbook. I talk about my experience with nature and how Camping for Clarity came to be. And some exercises for you to tap into your naturalist self. Uh, to get your Yay, own healing. I'm going to have to get, to get that. your own healing. Oh, I got you, Jen. I'll send you one. I'll send you one. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. And even working on book two. Uh, <laughs> book two, slated for December. I'm thinking Christmas or New Year's. Uh, that one is Moon Phase Journal. Man Moon Phase Manifestation Journal. That's it. Moon Phase Manifestation Journal. I'm like... I told you about my birth chart yeah, stuff that yeah. I worked on and like so much of it had to do with the moon. And I know guys like our listeners, I'm totally getting a little woo woo or frou frou or whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's, open. it's yeah. I'm open. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting learning mm -hmm. about this mm -hmm. type of stuff. So I really, I really, I'm excited for yeah, that one too. Yeah. 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 Um, mother moon and I are great friends, you know, sometimes camping is just us, me, the hammock, the moon stars, and I'm just saying those mantras, you know, and manifesting things that will come, that will come. They do come. Yeah. You, know, you ask the universe yeah. for it, just be ready because it's coming. And that's it. 
Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Any words of encouragement that you would leave our audience with? Yeah, I know I've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot, but all of it is part of my journey, uh, my healing journey, my trike journey, my life journey. And, and I hope that there's some nugget in there that can help you. Uh, if you are someone who's dealing with trike, hang in there. Hang in there. You can beat this. You can beat this. Just just do the work. Whether it requires you know, a therapist journey with you, do the work. It is so worth it. So worth it. And if you know someone who's uh, who you may feel is, is suffering from trike or dealing with trike, you know, when you engage, engage with grace. Engage mm-hmm. with grace. Not to be shameful, not to make them feel bad or um, make them feel like something's wrong with them or they're doing something wrong. It, it's the person. We're all spiritual beings having a human mm-hmm. experience. Talk to that person's spirit. Say, is something going on that you want to share with me? I was introduced to this trike, this trichotillomania. Is this something that you're dealing with? You know, how can I, is there some way that I can help you, some way that I can support you? That alone opens a door, a, a, a safe door, just with grace. Approach them with grace. That, that's my nugget. Agreed. And, and I would also say that you can share parts of this episode or the entire episode so they hear how someone else has gotten yeah. through it on the other side. And that no matter the time frame that it's been something that they've been mm-hmm. working on, that there's ways that we can heal through it. Definitely. So you can definitely share this episode with them. And Tammy, last yes. question. What are you grateful for? Oh, gosh. I'm grateful for life. And I don't say that in the, in the normal sense. I'm talking about life. Living, breathing, functioning in freedom and safety. Life. That's what I'm grateful for. Because there are people that are alive but aren't living in freedom. Um, and don't feel yeah. safe. And when you're, you're free and, and feel safe, there's a peace of mind that comes with that. So that's why I'm Agreed. grateful for life and all of the beauty, <laughs> all of the beauty, good, bad, ugly, <laughs> that comes with it. I'm grateful for it because it's made me who I am. It's making me who I am. I love it. I yeah. love it. Life. Life. <sighs> that's what I'm grateful for. I appreciate that. And I would say that I'm I'm definitely grateful for our first conversation. There, uh, for our listeners, Tammy's and my first intro call. She was I want to say my first or or second or third intro call in this journey, and her story made me cry, and it just made me go that this is the reason I am doing the podcast to share stories like Tammy and give them, give people a platform to share their story because it's, it's definitely something that as you were saying at one point, Tammy, you wish you knew other people were going through this, that we need to get the message Mm -hmm. out there. We need to share. We need to, so that way we don't feel so alone. And your, your intro call with me made me go cool. I'm, I'm on the right path. Might be really rocky, but I'm on the right path. And I just 
Thank you for that. You're, you're welcome. And again, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, I'm even considering hosting a trike retreat. I'm, I'm considering it. So if That'd enough cool. people reach out, then that's something that if enough people reach out, then that means I'm destined to do this. And anyone listening, please comment if you are interested in this, as well as you can reach out to Tammy on her Instagram, on the website. You know, if you're telling me this, we'll get the message to her because this is definitely something that even just being on a call with Tammy, it's like you get healing vibes from Tammy. That's just like what's going on. Like, I think that's the best way to explain it. And I know that she would be would be amazing at taking doing a trike routine retreat i can't talk a trike retreat yes yes yes. a a trike survivor retreat because because you're surviving you're surviving just one day at a time 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 get to your why why you're making why you're taking this action why get to that point to where it started get to the root and heal from the root up that's what we're gonna do so yeah, I've ne- and we can be a tree overlooking That's the water. Right, just roots hanging in the soil, just leaning, but stable, not going yeah. anywhere. They just really want to check out the <sighs> fish. Eat the leaves. Watch the fish eat the leaves. Yeah, circle of life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, Tammy, and I look forward to seeing uh, your books yes. come out, and we will definitely be tagging you on the episode post so everybody will be able yes, to follow you definitely, as well. Definitely, definitely. Camping for clarity. That's how you can reach me on Facebook and it. Instagram. And I'd love to host a retreat because I'd love I, I just know so much healing can take place. And as with Camping for Clarity, I have a list of therapists, certified clinical therapists, because there's sometimes people tap into those things that require some professional help along that journey. So it takes a village. That's the name of my company. It takes a village. Let me put it up for you. Mm-hmm. It takes a nice. village. Yes, it takes a village. It does. And I have members of my village that can assist in those areas where I can't. Thank you, Tammy. We appreciate you listening to the episode. Please like, follow, and share on our social media at shit to talk about. That is shit the number two talk about. Stay tuned on Wednesdays and Fridays for new episodes. This episode was made possible by production manager Trom Nguyen, business manager Bill Powell, and your host, Jen.